I'm just gonna keep it in, which I appreciate. Oh my God, Montana is FaceTiming me. What the Montana? Pick it up, pick it up. Pick <laughs> no, it I hung up. up. I hung up on him. You can't hear him. No, Why you should have picked it up and told him off. Uh, I wasn't gonna yell at him. I'm, I'll text him to see what his problem is. What the hell is wrong with him? He says very, very important. This is a very, uh, you know, I'm gonna Let's call. Let's make him. a show content. Yeah, call yeah. him. Let's make a show content. All right, this is gonna be this is gonna be really stupid. Montana for Sally. Oh wait, 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 wait. Freshman year, uh, first semester disappointment Montana, for the Montana. What are you, Network. Montana? I'm in the middle of recording an episode, and you are now being put into the episode. What do What do you want? <laughs> That's what you called me about. Sean, you, you can't hear him. He just asked me if he thinks I can. If he, his very important question is if he can be a Division One long snapper. Sean, I can't hear you. Yes. You think he can? Yes. You think he can? Yes. Uh, Sean says you can. Um, I will say that it's going to take you a very long time. Why was this very? If important? If he trains all summer, he could be the the long snapper. At least on goal it's line. Gonna, Sean's saying it'll goals. take the whole summer, but it's not going to. There's a kid coming from Princeton. Yeah. yeah uh, he's not. Uh, I'm trying hey, to. Hey, Montana, beat out that nerd. Facilitate it, but he should be coming. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> uh, he's graduating. He's a grad hey, transfer. Is, is Montana still with, Montana still with his uh, girlfriend? Are you still with your girlfriend? Sean wants to know. Oh, Sean, he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. That that's what he said last semester, but okay. I'm, uh, there was a lot of doubts about that in the offensive line. Okay, all right. Well, this was fun, Montana. Uh, yeah, I w- yeah. Okay. Did he all have right, anything interesting to say? He had nothing interesting to say. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll I'll call you tomorrow, Montana. All right, bye. That had to have been one of the stupidest things we've ever done on this show. <laughs> Just completely devoid of content. <laughs> Wait, what? Montana. <laughs> are we just gonna keep rolling just keep on rolling brother oh I'm this is keep it in because see i wish he called you know, me it, when my phone was still hooked up and i could have actually recorded it but you if once i right. start recording for mine it, it was too late well why don't you actually reopen the show now okay aside from joe throwing up in his own mouth and a, a disturbingly boring call from a, a former teammate yeah uh joe uh in the notes here you've left a very um vague opening topic yes so i wanted to please dive into this i wanted to enlighten you on something that my stepsister had told me she had in a conversation with her boyfriend's sister 
And I, you know, I said this to you before the show that like, I, I think that such an indirect conversation like this would not warrant itself being on the show. Right. And I haven't heard anything. Yes. But the beyond fr- that, this the, is, you're getting my fresh take. Here. Yes. The, the phrasing of it though, in the situation makes it deservedly so to be talked about. So, uh, apparently the context was that, uh, they were at somebody's house. This girl was having a conversation with somebody who is an older adult and they're asking her about this girl is about 25 and ask her about like, Oh, what, what, you know, what are you going to do for work? Uh, this person recently graduated from grad school or whatever, did not bother to try and find a job. And her response to basically saying that I'm not going to look for a job is that she said, I am the most important person in the world. That was, that was, that was the, that was the phrasing of what she said. She said, I am the most important person. And the, you know, the person had this conversation was like, what do you mean? How do you know that? She just said, I know. So this is your stepsister's boyfriend's sister yes. who said this. Yes. I don't know the person, but I was just so profound. Like, I was so completely thrown off that somebody could have. Was she joking? No. Is that no, a joke? no, no. hundred percent serious. Dead serious. Said, I am the most important person in the world. It doesn't matter. I'm the most important person in the world. dry humor? No. Any chance? No, this is a hundred percent serious. This was a hundred. So this isn't like a curb your enthusiasm type dialogue. It's mm-hmm. like she's stone cold serious. Yeah, dead serious. Like imagine the 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 confidence you have to have to say that to somebody in a, in a conversation. <laughs> I called myself a nobody last <laughs> night while I was eating an onion. Who the hell does she think that she is? Who does she think that she is? Uh. It's not You're even, a nobody. It's not even that. It's just like, holy zero. shit. What? How can you she be She went so... to grad school. She's got a master's. Now she thinks she's somebody. Get a doctorate. Then come talk to me. No, I think her logic was that she doesn't need to do anything with her life because her parent, her dad has money. And it's basically the thought that like, you know, you're living your own life. Everything is revolving around you. I think that that is what the, what the basis of the, the, the phrasing was. That's why she said it. She's so dumb that she thinks that everything has to go her way always. Everything's always going to work out for her. How old is she? 24, 25. Oh, so no how job. is she 25 and life hasn't kicked her right in the ass yet? Her, you know why her it dad is? Because she money. went to grad school and yeah. she stayed in school. For, That's what for happens. For interior design. I mean, if, you're, if you're in the <laughs> academia bubble, then you're going to stay there. It's not the academia bubble. It's interior design. That's something that like typical oh people go, go to grad school for when they don't know what they want to do. <laughs> Interior design. Yeah. She has also apparently said she does not want to work. She does not want a job. She just wants to live. So she doesn't want to contribute to society? No. Also, I can give respect to interior designers because this last week, uh, images were brought up of of Drake's house and um, Kanye's house. And then... um, What's his name? Oh, yeah, there was another one. Um, I know who you're thinking it's of. Fantastic. Is it, wait, but there was the Alicia Keys and whoever she's married to. Their house. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It was these these famous people's houses, and they're absolutely exquisite and they're beautiful. I like Drake's the most personally. I think mm-hmm. Kanye's completely minimal approach is a little off the wall, but that's just me. Maybe I'm just not on his level. Uh, regardless, I can respect good interior design. I can. But you still have to get a job. Yeah, I, I've never heard anyone say anything at the close. Where's she to that. from? Is she from from Rhode Island? Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, 
Shocker. That's actually a shocker. Rhode Island. Why, why Rhode Island, you know, the bubble. Oh, you know, the bubble. That's a different yeah. kind of ignorance. <laughs> oh, man. I love Rhode Island. <laughs> I love that they're all just super, you know, safe up there. Never taking a chance. No. Nope. All right, Joe. Well, yeah, that's a ridiculous thing that you overheard. Um, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, after the show, I'd like you to give me her name so I will avoid her in every <laughs> possible situation or interaction uh, moving forward. But another thing that we have here to open up the show, ESPN and its myriad of grasping sports media tweets that they're just trying to resurface, they tweeted out, what was the peak of your personal athletic achievements? Which for ESPN, that's a pretty good tweet. You know, a lot of interactions, a lot of likes, retweets, people being pretty funny, people giving some real answers, uh, some good stuff on there. So we decided to uh, give our own. So, Joe, why don't you um, start us off with your the peak of your personal athletic achievements? Oh, I, th- I just realized I might have done this wrong. I wouldn't consider this to be a peak. But I think it was definitely one of my highlights was the, the way yeah, that I was kind of looking. That was what I was looking at. One of my highlights from my athletic career, high school, I had a shutout in a hockey game, and I was a goalie if anyone didn't know that. So that like you can't you can't get much better than that. Um, did not have a lot of shots on goal. I think there were maybe mm. 15 to 20. That's still pretty good. Possibly less than that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, you know, just comparing all the sports I played and – all the different positions I played out of any that you can't get any better than having a shutout. So that, that had to had to easily have been my pinnacle of, you know, one of my highlights for my career. The team we played was terrible, but uh, that's, that's besides the point. The other one that I saw, Don't I thought value yourself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other one that I thought that was an honorable mention was snapping for a, a game tying field goal against Delaware this past season. Uh, look, I'm a long snapper. I played, Defense in lacrosse. I played goalie in hockey. I didn't. I don't really do anything that was that admirable, and I didn't really do anything that statistically well. So, uh, being on a, a play like that in a collegiate Division One game, I thought was you know pretty surreal. Oh yeah, I mean that one's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty good too. There, Joe. I got a couple here. Um, the first one that came to mind was throwing a one hitter in high school against a really good team, uh, a team which I had a couple of travel teammates on. Uh, in baseball and after the the best part about this is the first batter of the game I hit him in the back of the head and he actually <laughs> ended up having to go to the hospital that night so everybody was like oh my gosh you know the, the Andersons we kind of have a tendency to, to hit some batters when we're pitching um, and that was kind of my si- MO do your sisters do that? yeah and that was kind of my MO so I hit the kid in the back of the head he's out for the game I think he was like their best player but I go on for another uh, six innings. I only give up one hit. And I think we ended up actually only losing two to one uh, for a year that we didn't win a game. But uh, that's the first one I thought of. Wait, wait, wait. I got to that... unpack a couple things here. So, mm-hmm. first of all, do you think that because you hit their best player. I would have struck him out again. If he stayed in the game, he would have been phased. He wouldn't have stepped in the box. Okay. Second thing here, you just pointed out. That you didn't win a game? Is that what you said? Uh, no. In baseball? Yeah. Your team didn't win a single game. No, no, we did. Just 
uh, conference games. Was, we were in a really, really good conference. Northern Virginia is really good in baseball, and um, yeah, but New uh, that team kind of underperformed that fr- that senior year. But New, New Jersey's probably better. But the, the other thing yeah, I need to really unpack here, but okay, is you threw you so you said you threw a one hitter, and you still I only gave up one hit. Yeah, I only gave him one hit. Threw how many innings? I think seven innings in high school through six, and then the final inning they pulled me for their closer or something. And the, so the closer was the one who gave up the run that cost you a, a, a victory. They gave up in the two runs rather. Yes, sir. So you gave up one hit and still managed oh, I'm to sure lose. I walked some kid. I think it might have been one one going into the sixth. I think it was tied. I might. I might I'm sure I walked some kids. I can't fully remember, and the one hit might have scored them. But other than that, I, I was not expecting you to say that you lost. A game that you threw a one hit. I don't know. I don't know if I would include a, a loss in my. Yeah, it was like peak. my best pitching performance. I'm still okay. happy about it, especially okay. rebounding after a, a hit in the head. But then, yeah, uh, won the Sammy Zepko Award my senior year, which is the best uh, three sport athlete. Which that that made me happy mm-hmm. um, because I guess Sammy Zepka died um, five or ten years before, and they hadn't given that award and like. 10 years and then his sister came up gave me a big hug when we were walking into the auditorium uh that's a little uh sappy but that's up there uh this last year i ran a 33 second full gasser uh, (laughs) on a sunday which was completely unnecessary (laughs) uh that's definitely up there i don't think i'll ever be able to run that again i mean it was you talk about surreal. Was that before or after you pulled your uh, your, your hamstring? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, I woke up th- I, Monday and Tuesday after that Sunday. I was like, oh, that was a huge mistake. My legs were, I mean, because I was a full, you know, you get out on that first gas, you're like, you know, all the other guys are, are tired. And, I, you know, I, I'm super injured, so I'm not as tired. I'm not getting any burn. So I'm, I'm out there. I'm doing the run. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm way ahead of these guys. Let me pull away. Show them something. You know, <laughs> then I get down there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm making great time. So in the final, the final quarter of the gasser, I said, let me kick it up a gear and and run with what I could do with the skills, which I was uh, I was happy about. And then probably the most proud uh, athletic achievement that I had was this last winter, um, two winters ago, I guess now, uh, I was elected a dodgeball team captain for the uh, URI football team. And even though we lost, it was a great honor to be given the respect of the cannon arm that I have and the tenacity that I bring to a dodgeball court to decide to lead my team of men uh, in dodgeball, which is just a little thing You're we do in the last day of like conditioning. You're acting like it was some, I don't know. I just, I think, I think that one was a little bit odd. <laughs> How? Putting that what one did in you there. get to do? What do you I want to do? I don't remember. I don't remember yeah, I think what you were I out did. quickly. I don't even know if I Peck if boy. I part, I don't even know if I participated. I think I might have been. Hurt. I don't think you did. I, I think that was during your 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 pectoral stuff. Yeah, that was literally right after I tore the pec. I think. Well, dodgeball was my favorite day of the entire year, and I was super happy that I was given the respect I was due. Who was who the most satisfying person to hit with a dodgeball? I, mean, I I think I can guess who, but I want to I want to hear who you think was the most satisfying person to hit. You never got me. I never got you. Cause I never, I never, I never threw back. Stupid. I just ran around. I never. No, I was always one of the last people around. If you remember, what? I can't remember who I got out, but I know the one that I really wanted to get out was Kyle Murphy. But he caught two of my throws. 
There's no shot because he's just Murph. a superior. He's just a fantastic athlete. Yeah, um, he's the one that I really wanted to get out, but I can't remember all the fools that I got out. I mean, it was just too many. Oh, uh, to I out. thought you were going to give a coaster. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. I I liked coaster. What do you? What do you? Yeah, Everybody ends he... a vendetta. Against, well, okay, because coaster, you know, stuck you in the mouth. Now you're now you got a big mouth. problem with coaster. No, I'm just saying it. You know, he's the big oafy, oh, chubby stuck kid. In the mouth. What do you mean he stuck me in the mouth? I heard he stuck you in the mouth before practice one day. He didn't hit me. Are you talking about the instance where he swung on me because um, uh, uh, Seth Burdett hit his clothes and he was so irrationally angry he immediately assumed it was me? Seth Burdett, what a moron. I know. I don't even want to get uh, into that. Yeah, I heard he, he, I heard he pieced you up. Mm-mm. Did not hit me. <laughs> he swung and then I... Um, <laughs> it it just I don't know it was easily the most dysfunctional thing I've ever been a part of. I mean, you get a lot of fights in practice between really but before combatants, but specialist fights are different. I've gotten into fights with other specialists before. I got into a fight I know with you multiple. Have. Yeah, yeah. But it like almost re- feels like a reality TV show. <laughs> that, oh my god, the specialists are fighting. No, it really is. It's what never is the like state a state of the program it's, here. It's never if we have the specialist fighting. It's never like with the linemen and the and, you know the edge rushers that it's you know like oh someone came up high at someone and you know hit them in the in the throat or or something like that. It's like someone. Someone looked at someone funny. Someone moved someone's shoes. Someone took someone's socks. Um, someone said something bad about someone's girlfriend. It was always like the the most, like you said, Desperate Housewives uh, reality show type crap. I, are you not embarrassed? I am. I. It's not like we were a very fearsome bunch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Okay, well, that's our best athletic achievements. Aside from, you know, obviously playing college football and doing all that and my disgusting cornhole shots that are too many to mention, um, I could have thrown in chipping in from 25 yards away, but that felt a little braggy. Um, So now, Joe, since we've talked a good amount about free agency in the NFL, we're going to go into your forte here. Oh. And do a top ten pick mock draft pitting you against me. You have odd n- numbered selections. I have even pinning. numbered selections. But I know. But it'll be a little. I have to. I have to work around you. You have to work. Yeah. Around so me. we're to just to add a little bit to to what you're saying. I just want to further explain this. Is that um, I've done this a couple times before. Is that it's alternating. You're going to go first, and then I'll be up next, and we'll we'll go there from so forth. The Anchor Sports Network did a fantastic job of this. Yeah, we, if you haven't seen it, yeah. the tweets are still up. They did a, a very, very good job of, uh, with this. Yeah, we uh, we organized that 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 whole mock draft. Uh, you know, I pitched it to everybody. Everyone was on board. Tons of kids were excited. It was a fun time. But partially, partially the inspiration behind this. So, Sean, why don't you get us get us rocking here? Okay. Well, Joe has the evens. So, in order here, it's the Bengals, Redskins. Lions, Giants, Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, Cardinals, Jaguars, Browns. So we'll work around that. Joe, you have the first pick with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to overthink this. I'm not the type of person to stir the pot with dumb takes. I'm talking about the people that keep making stuff up about Joe Burrow apparently not wanting to be a Cincinnati Bengal. That's not going to happen. They'll pay him well. First pick with the first pick in the 
get to the point mock draft, I guess. I'm going to take Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback from LSU. Look, if you're the Bengals, it's time for a, a, a new look to your offense, a change of pace. Andy Dalton did so many good things early on in his career, helping out and leading to multiple playoff wins. and Or actually, no no playoff wins. Births. But playoff births, winning seasons. But he's over the hump now. He's not the type of quarterback that can have an extended career past 30 and contribute on a significant level. You need a guy that has some juice, some spark, someone that is going to add some life to your franchise. Andy Dalton is the plain bread of quarterbacks in the NFL. I would argue that he is the median. Thanks for crapping your pants into the microphone. He is the median, That's I would say. That's what I think about Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Most people use Andy Dalton, though, as that median mark in the NFL. And it's just time for a new a new look. You're bringing back AJ Green. You have Tyler Boyd. You have Joe Mixon. You're in the in the spot to take the best available quarterback. And Joe Burrow has the type of impact that Patrick Mahomes brought to the Kansas City Chiefs. He can throw on the mm. run. He's extremely accurate. And he does one thing that so few college quarterbacks do, and that is compete. Win under pressure so he, oh, he, I like that he better. no but on top of that though there's two levels that he plays up to the up to the standard and steps up to the stage but in addition to that he is like statistically and analytically one of the most accurate quarterbacks against blitzes having a guy coming in and doing that in his rookie year that stuff's going to translate not evenly he's still going to struggle a little bit but that stuff will a hundred percent translate Okay, Joe. Next up is the Washington Redskins, and Hometown as the team. Redskins, I would like to see them. This is just me going uh-huh. off the spectrum a little bit. Gotta, I'd like to see them ship Haskins, Deron Payne, uh, the number two pick this year, and next year's first overall for Joe Burrow. I'd like to see that happen. Um, but they won't. So the Washington Redskins will be selecting Chase Young. Okay, um, and I mean Chase Young. He's got that. He's just built up too much positive buzz. He is now being called a generational player. So if he's that, then get that. But I mean, you've drafted defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen, in two straight years for a three-four scheme, and now you're going to uh, draft Chase Young. I guess to counterpart uh, Ryan Kerrigan. And Ryan Kerrigan, he's a little longer in the tooth. I get it. I get it. But I, uh, they need to be running a 3-4. Or 4-3, pardon me. I compare this situation, and it's very likely going to happen. I compare this selection to what the 49ers did last year. So the 49ers had Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas, just so many good defensive players. And... They didn't really need Nick Bosa, but Nick Bosa was the best available player at the time. Yeah, taking he made him, that impact. Yeah, and taking him turned that team into the best defense in the NFL. So taking Chase Young has the potential to turn that into the best pass rush and the best defensive line in the NFL by far. Now they got to fix some th- some things on the back end. Their secondary needs to improve. Their linebacking core is not perfect, but. It all starts up front. You you win in the trenches. You win getting after the quarterback. With the third overall pick in the get-to-the-point mock draft, the Detroit Lions select 
Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Now, I understand the the argument that some people make that this is a lateral move. They just traded away Darius Slay, and Mm -hmm. they're taking a guy that's probably going to play at a lower level than him for his first year. But for his first year. But the way that I look at it is that you're getting a younger guy for a longer period of time, and you also don't have to pay him top corner money. Exactly. Let another team pay him. You're, he's going to have an immediate impact. He's he's compared to Stefan Gilmore by a lot of people. He will be a really freaking good corner for your team. This isn't a Justin Gilbert type pick. He's going to be so good. He's going to have a huge impact. Ohio State does one thing really, really good, and that's make cornerbacks. I like Okuda a lot, and then I also I think he's the best defensive back out of the draft since Marshawn Lattimore. And I think Marshawn Lattimore is the best uh, defensive back in the NFL personally. I mean, you can say what you want about Gilmore. I think Lattimore is the guy, and I haven't seen a defensive back since Lattimore like Okuda. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the huge draft expert. I've been uh, – I, I had a weird thing with college football while I was playing it and then, like, evaluating the guys like, beyond a, a peer. But now that I'm out of it, I'm I'm perfectly happy to start evaluating and getting more into the draft and getting more into college football. I really like Okuda. I think he's going to be a beast. Yeah, 100%. He's perfect size, number one corner. He's going to be really good, especially for the Lions. Now, next up, the New York football giants. Don't mess this up. They will be selecting. You got two ways to, to go here. If you Tristan Wirfs. Okay, all right, you're good. They should be taking Isaiah Simmons, but... I know the New York football giants. I know them in and out. Do you? They're just, they, they can't let themselves be happy. And they can't let their fans be happy. It's New York sports. So they're going to succumb to the mob of fans that keep on blaming the offensive line. They're going to get a, a phenomenal offensive lineman in Werfs. I mean, he's an athletic freak of nature. And you really can't go wrong with it. It's not a flashy pick like Simmons. And I'm defending the Wharfs pick because I think Isaiah Simmons is a better player. But for the situation that New York is in, you can't deal with the fans saying, oh, Daniel Jones has no time. He's got no time back there. No, I'm not not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with my stupid co-host over here blaming the offensive line as the scapegoat every time the New York football giants stink it up on the field. So you're going to get them some help. That's what you're going to do. And then we're going to reevaluate. That's what you're going to do. You sound like Trump. (laughs) You're like doing the – never mind. Look, I am fully prepared for this to happen. As long as it's Isaiah Simmons or whoever they deem the best offensive lineman available, as long as they don't take anyone that is completely out of the ballpark in Bryce Love. (sighs) Bryce Love. (laughs) Wait, isn't Bryce Love's not on the Bryce Love's on the Redskins? What do you you mean, Jordan Love? Jordan Love, pardon me. Yeah, Jordan Love. Pardon me. Or if they took a I have this odd feeling that they're gonna take a receiver at four. That they're just gonna say screw it. We want a weapon for Daniel Jones. Um, I talked yeah, Darius about, Slayton. I trashed Darius Slayton all last year, but I mean he's actually pretty good. He's really good. But look, I'm completely content here with them taking alignment. I'm I'm always gonna push the 
selection of Isaiah Simmons because he will impact things defensively for you. It will turn a bottom-tier defense that added some playmakers to a top-half quality defense. Oh, that's bold. Yeah, I, I think you that... You think it's going to be like the Derwin James effect? Yes. Yes, he's, okay. he's that I think good it could of a be player. Too. I he, think he's that good he's also. He's bigger and more athletic than Derwin James, and he plays linebacker. He What he can do for, for the Giants would be monumental, but Tristan Wirfs makes sense here. They're probably going to go safer in trying to, to protect and keep Daniel Jones safe. And I, I've also seen the Jedrick Wills pick. I think it's going to be O-line or Isaiah Simmons, so I can't, can't argue with that at all. Next pick, number five, is the Miami Dolphins. Now, for a while, the Dolphins were slotted to take Tua Tagovailoa. And oh, wow. it makes it makes a lot of sense for them to take oh, Tua Tagovailoa. But right now we're dealing with something very unprecedented. Guys can't come in for physicals. Guys can't come in for visits. You don't know how Is valid this a bombshell? He, Here comes a bombshell. You don't know how valid it's not a bombshell. You don't know how valid his medicals are. And a team that's trying to hit a home run with their next quarterback after swinging and missing with Josh Rosen. You have to play it a little safe. You got three first-round picks. I mean, Josh Ro- Okay, first of all, Josh Rosen was dealt the two worst teams in uh, football easily. in the last two years. <laughs> so, I mean, honest to God. I, I don't know if he's actually gotten a fair shake. I want him to get traded again. I really want him to get traded again. Just three teams, three years, first-round picks. Watch the Patriots pick him up, and then he's a pro bowler. It's possible, but I'm going to go here I wouldn't hate that actually. with the fifth overall pick, selecting Justin Herbert, quarterback mm. from Oregon. And it, Now you're messing up my draft, Joe. Now i got to make some decisions. You're welcome. Yeah, you got to make some, some decisions there, fatty. Um, I don't know why I threw that in. <laughs> that was a little <laughs> mean. Just be overtly mean for no reason. <laughs> um, Herbert makes a lot of sense just for what I, I pointed out, the medicals. You don't know enough about Tua. If you have a slight little bit of doubt on him, you shouldn't make the pick. Now, Tua is the better prospect. If there's anything wrong with his hip, you're wasting your time drafting him at five. They were they were comparing his injury to what Bo Jackson had, and that ended his career. God. So yeah, look, it's just there's too much situationally. If if we did not have coronavirus, he'd be the fifth overall pick. But he might slide because of this. He can't control that. All right. Thanks, Joe Double D's. All right. On to oh. the Los Angeles Chargers. Put a, get a marker down for your insubordination for this podcast. I want to say and our something, clean but programming I can't. for our listeners. Oh, but we're going to let Go Jake ahead. fire in, the, in the, the, the clown crew curse. Is that what it is? <laughs> Why are we That's believing? their decision. Okay. That's their decision. All right. We can make that same decision if you'd like. Well, Save you, me some time. Literally, the only thing you pitch to me about their their content, I'm not. I'm not I don't want to dive too much. That's into the it. only thing that they pitched they're, to me, brother. They're just like we want to be like Barstool and Curse. That was literally all I got out of it. And talk about Boston sports. That's what they want to do. Uh, okay, hey, not just sports. Other things. <laughs> Entertainment. That's what I've been getting in my group chat. You're talking about other him. things. Oh, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, other things. But now you're you're getting the cat out of the bag. Well, yes. Listeners, if you've stayed through this episode long, uh, this far 
Attaway, Sean, you wordsmith. <laughs> um, keep your eyes peeled for some additional content coming to Get to the Point. Mm-hmm. Also, Joe, Get to the Point Gaming has two new members. Um, I don't know how that happened, but I, okay. What, can we CJ get Jake Mozina Fire to Sam play? Hutchinson can, can we get CJ Fire to play it. with us before the, those two slap dicks play with us? They said they want to contribute to the brand and create okay. some content. I okay. said, okay, go ahead and do it. As long as you got audio and you guys are, are are making good content, go ahead. Okay, can you get home from... Never mind. I don't want to get into that. All right, go ahead. Pick sixth overall. <sighs> now I got to flip my fifth and sixth. Um, The Los Angeles Chargers with the sixth pick. Are now taking Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, I guess originally when I was making this for uh, the Dolphins, my note was hit or miss. I guess they never miss. I don't know what I was going to build off with that. I mean, he's that's who it is. Um, Did you write Herbert, that down? Yeah, for <laughs> Herbert on the Dolphins, I actually well the Chargers are taking Tua, but my my rationale for Herbert on the Chargers was. He's a West Coast guy. He feels like a West Coast guy. But now he's going on the East Coast with Miami. So now with Tua, I mean, he's also a West Coast guy. So I have no problem with him being in L.A. He's a he's going to sell tickets. I mean, he's a nationally known college football player on, I guess, currently the most prestigious university for college football in the University of Alabama. So the Chargers, who are in desperate need of somebody that's going to fill the seats in Los Angeles... You get Tua, you get some people to the games. And if he performs, he's your guy. Uh, If not, you still have a fantastic core and a great team around you. And I also, I look at this as, you're not going to agree with this, but it's just like whoever misses out on, whoever has to take Tua is kind of, it shouldn't be like that, but it's whoever has to take the risk. If someone beats him to the punch of taking the safer guy, it's, is going to end up having to take the risk on Tua. So the Chargers here are going quarterback. They really need one. Unless they are talking to Cam Newton right now and they're going to choose not to take a quarterback, it, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so right now I've got my whole list. i got the 10 picks and who I would have had. Mm-hmm. Right now, is this all filling? Are you all clean right now? Like you haven't had to adjust anything? What do you mean? Like I didn't aside from possible Isaiah. Said, never mind. Okay. I didn't map this out. I didn't. I'm I, just gonna fill in what I had mapped out because I already did some analysis. So okay, give us your Panthers pick. My pick for the Carolina Panthers at seventh overall. You have Matt Rule squealing over there in Carolina because the best available player that should have gone way earlier slides because of quarterback needy teams. That is Isaiah Simmons. Yep linebacker slash safety from Clemson. What's really going to happen here is if, if the Giants start taking him at four, he'll slide past the quarterback needy teams if they don't trade up, and then Carolina's going to absolutely bag him. You lose Luke Keekley. Thomas Davis has been gone for multiple seasons. You're not only getting a linebacker, that has positional versatility, but you're getting a playmaker, a defensive playmaker that is going to be dominant, and they are going to cause so many problems. That defense, their linebacking core, I don't think will miss much of a beat. It might take a year for them to get back to what they were, but I think Isaiah Simmons' ceiling can be that of Luke Keekley. He's not a Mike linebacker, but he can have that kind of an impact for a defense as a linebacker. For my analysis for the Panthers, I had the Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons. And uh, the, what I said was replace Keekley and Thomas Davis, 
Davis presence. What I see from Simmons on the Panthers is what Cam Chancellor was jumping over the field goal line, just doing everything possible, scoring touchdowns, all of it. I think if the Panthers get Simmons and he falls to them, it's the best pick in the draft. Oh, easily. And think about this way. Imagine that defense with Shaq Thompson and Isaiah Simmons, two hybrid-type players that are outside linebackers that also can play safety. That is, that's going to be nuts if that ends up happening. All right, we're still, I guess right now we're still pretty clean on my board here. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals. They will be selecting Jedrick Wills. It's a pretty simple task here. In the offseason, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Last season, you picked up Kenyon Drake. Now you need someone to protect. You have the talent around Kyler. Now just give him some time. And I'm not trying to take the Giants' approach. I'm just trying to give Kyler a buddy on the front line that lets him know, hey, I got your back. Yeah, this team's not overly incomplete defensively. They need a ton of help, but offensive line has been glaring. Kyler Murray, if he wasn't so athletic, would not not have done as good as he did his, his rookie year. You add Jedrick Wills, he's going to protect him. He's going to be a staple along that offensive line. He's going to be consistent. He'll have an impact. I, I could see maybe Derek Brown going in this spot too because they want to add a playmaker in the inside. But protecting yeah. Kyler Murray first and foremost. If 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 they didn't trade for DeAndre Hopkins, this would have been a Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb pick. But I don't. I don't. I, I my fault. I don't like first round defensive tackles unless it's a guy like Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grady Jarrett was a fifth rounder and parted me for pulling a player from Atlanta. But defensive tackles are too hit or miss for me especially with burning a first-round pick. The the difference between an elite defensive tackle and a good defensive tackle is pretty substantial. But the difference between a great defensive tackle and a good-to-average defensive tackle, it's not that substantial. No. So unless you think you're getting that guy, that Aaron Donald, save it. Save it. Well, to go against everything you just said, the – Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock ninth overall, and they're going to select Mr. Derek Brown, the big, monstrous defensive tackle from Auburn. Sean, I don't know how much tape you've watched of Derek Brown. I have not watched a ton, but I pulled clips of him, not highlights, clips of him. And I watched him dominate a double team against LSU. Lloyd Cushenberry, and I forget, I, I forget who their guard is. But that's pretty good. He but Joe, pushed them back so far. He is a monstrous human being, so strong. Everybody is feet. as strong as each other in the NFL. That's the difference. I get With that. With defensive linemen in the NFL, it's about footwork and handwork. When you get to the NFL, in, defense, in college, it's about footwork and strength. Wouldn't in you? the NFL, okay. it's about hands and footwork. He has okay? the hands you to go along with it. You always have to have footwork. Yeah. I'm just saying, dude, why is Aaron Donald so successful? Because he has the best hands in the game. Okay, if we're talking best available. It's not available, because he's stronger than anybody. But, if, okay, continue. If you're talk- I, I have no problem with it. It's just the philosophy of the defensive tackle. If you're talking best available, wouldn't you draft Chris Jones ninth overall if you're the Jaguars and you need a little bit of boost along the D-line? Derek Jones. Chris Jones is on the Chiefs. I'm talking about Chris Jones. You just said Derek Jones. Yeah, I'm. I'm. The, my point is that wouldn't I'm comparing Derek Brown to oh, Chris oh, Jones. Oh, 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 oh. I'm pardon saying me, that wouldn't me. you dra- wouldn't you draft Chris Jones? 
Like, wouldn't you want that type of a? Play? If you think this guy's Chris Jones, then yes, he can become Chris Jones. He's he's a similar okay. size, similar then build, I'm fine with it. similar athleticism, and you're drafting him early. I'm fine with it then. If he's Chris Jones, I had Jordan Love going to the Jags. Really? Oh, yuck. Yeah. Because my thing is, if he can beat out Gardner Minshew, then it's a really good pick. Gardner if not, Minshew's you're still not that there good. with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is not that good. Is he a winner? Yes. Is he a backup quarterback? Yes. He's a winner. Is he All a right. really Final good backup pick, quarterback? Go ahead. Browns, Makai Becton. He's a good offensive tackle. He's a monster of a human being. Joe's now getting under my skin. <laughs> you already have plenty of offensive talent. You have a very good secondary, which I think teams, it's like one of the top three or four positions in the draft where you can really make an impact on who you get is secondary. They already have a really good secondary. Now, get an offensive lineman. Worst case scenario, he's a staple piece for five years. That's what I see with Becton. So I'm fine with the Browns taking him. Uh, Joe, whatever. I was just going to say that they're one final lineman away from having a complete offense, and I think that a, I mean, a lack Nick of Chubb protection. Rushed, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, 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 he rushed I, for 1,400 yards last year. Add another elite or possibly elite offensive lineman to that. Ooh. Now you're this. Now you're you're bowling over people. You're the you. You have Ezekiel Elliott with the with the Cowboys, the Great Wall Part Two. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that. I have no expectations for the Browns, and I think that Browns fans in general are delusional. But <laughs> I, I can never go against having a good offensive line. It just better[s] your offense as a whole. No, you you can't go against it, and they need a little bit of extra help and. Even though Chubb was successful, Baker Mayfield looked flustered constantly against blitzes and um, a lack of protection. So if you give him a little bit of help, he, he could he could do very well. I agree. All right, Joe. Now we're kind of pushing up on the clock here. So the Browns and Colts, we'll just touch on this real quick before we get to Clown of the Week and Shower Pissers. What do you mean pushing on the uh, clock? What, do you else th- what else he got to do? I'm just saying we're already at 40 minutes. Okay. So. All right. You know, the Browns and the Colts, they just got new uh, jerseys, a little bit of rebrand. The Browns, I can't tell much of a difference. I mean, they've made minor alterations within the last four years. It seems like every season. I don't hate them, but at the same time, it's the Browns. They have their jerseys. I mean, then with the Colts, they added some new lettering. And then with uh, logos, they... We're able to fit the C, and then within the C was the outline of the state of Indiana, and the state of Indiana, aside from maybe Iowa or one of the Badlands states, has one of the ugliest state outlines that there is, aside from the square states. But um, other than that, I don't mind it. Yeah, the the previous uniforms I thought were clean. I just don't understand why you completely rebranded and then took a, a full step backward. At least the Bucks had some slight changes to what they they previously had, and it was an update and it was an improvement. It's literally the same uniform they had before the rebrand. And I get it. You didn't like the rebrand. The rebrand was nah, and it wasn't as good as it could have yeah. been. It, it was okay. Yeah. I just don't. Okay. I don't see the point of this. I, I feel like if you're going to come out with new uniforms, have some fun with it, have some color variations. I think that that one of the the uniforms should have been orange. I don't understand why you went brown 
they as one of your colors? Orange and brown and white. That's their color scheme. I don't know how much you could do with that. Just let the Browns be the Browns, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can blame Paul Brown for that. Um, what, I mean, what, we're kind of in a finite space here. <laughs> what would you grade it? The Browns, five. The Colts, a six and a half. I'm going to go five and a half. I did like the old uniforms, but again, this is a lateral move, so you don't get a good grade for moving sideways. Colts, I, I don't mind what they did. I think it was just kind of touching things up. I don't mind it either. Yeah, it was cleaning up. I'm, I'm, I'll give them a six. That's like a, that's a, it's a lateral move, but a slight upgrade. Makes I, things I like look the clean. little, the little studs in the, um, in the yeah. horseshoes. Yeah, I like that. That's a little detail that, for me, goes a long way. All right, Joe. Clown of the week time. I'll get to mine. Well, actually, I feel like we're going to argue more about mine. So let's get to yours because it's a little more lighthearted. This is an an agreed one. Uh, It's not like a super negative one. I just thought it was really funny that, like, (laughs) we've publicly bashed school newspapers and we also did on a live stream. Uh, in, in on the particular live stream, and then I we tweeted at I tweeted a con, uh, in response to the, the cigar the, the the URI who was asking for student produced content. Yes, yeah, they they tweeted out during the quarantine. They tweeted out from the the cigar entertainment page asking, saying like, "Are you doing something creative? Con-? You know, send it to us." And so I, I joke, I said to Sean like, "Hey, should I send our our McDonald's eating YouTube video?" Which you haven't, if you haven't watched, go watch it. And and, and Sean really gave me well a very uh, props on that. Energized. Yeah, it took me a week and a half. Uh, he gave me a very energized, haha, LMAO, yes. So I sent it. I commented. Not LMAO, LMAO. Lamau, yes, and I, I commented it, and <laughs> they retweeted it, and they're like, yes, definitely check this out. I don't think they watched it, but we, sh- <laughs> we said multiple times, it's it's a ho- it's it's just not enter- it's not entertainment. It's not like it's creative. It's just like us eating <laughs> eating food, and then really awkward cuts to to Sean making disturbing faces. So, um, I just well, thought that was funny. The best part about it is yeah. that. If anybody from the cigar actually watched the entire live screen, they'd see us bashing the cigar. <laughs> I don't remember I don't us remember doing for that. What, yeah, what did but we it say? Was, at least we said school newspapers. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't bring up the cigar. We definitely brought up school newspapers. But I just thought that was really funny that they were willing to endorse <laughs> us. Whatever sophomore or freshman that they have uh, running that account. <laughs> what if it was their Rhode Island journalist of the year that was doing that? Oh, probably. All right, my clown of the week here, and Joe has a problem with it, but I have just now learned that within the Star Wars universe, tonight I learned this, there's a character named Darth Sidious. Shut up. And if you think, my immediate thought was, wow, these Star Wars writers, they must think that their audience is pretty dumb. They must not respect their audience at all if they're giving such ham-fisted names. And now I get it. I watch anime and they have some pretty corny names and they have names that are super obvious and that reflect the theme of the show and the character itself. I'm, I'm fine with that. But Star Wars is a, a worldwide franchise. Now, if you're going to have this franchise embark on naming people from the Darth side or yeah, dark, dark side dark side with something so ham-fisted, then that's probably going to deter me from watching. Because I, I'm, I'm assuming that they're just patronizing me, and they think that I'm 
dumb. Even though it's some elaborate universe that they've created. It is an elaborate Yo. universe. Okay, I'm not including the, the recent Univore. movies because the universe. <laughs> you, have the, the herb of, you have the herbivores, <laughs> the carnivores, the omnivores, and the univores. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I'm not including the current movies because those are not is canon. The univore they don't, I don't include them. That Shut up. Eats everything in a universe? <laughs> is that comets and meteors? Shut and the hell up. Stars. <laughs> Shut up. They live off of solar flares the, 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 the uniforms the whole point of, of of how sith's work is that it's not their original name so anakin becomes darth vader he is named that by darth sidious you said that vader means father in german they're given these these goddamn names and it's not their original names okay they, they are intentionally naming each other darth bad person why don't you just call one of them that? I mean, Darth Maul. Maul means bad in French. Like, yeah. Darth hate. Well, okay. Look, my point is here. Is Darth vitriol. They're trying to name each other, and they're trying to give each other intentionally dark names because they're is it a the fraternity? Pure as yeah, it basically is a fraternity. Is this like Animal House? It's Animal House, but with with aliens. You are flounder. So that, that was all I had. Is that it's it's. It's their way of, of acknowledging that they've made this transition to to evil. I feel like that's disrespectful to the viewers. It's and not. Therefore, the entire Star Wars it. franchise and writers are clowns. Jar Jar Binks was disrespectful to the viewers. Nothing else is. Tips. Why is he disrespectful? Because he's he was the most inconsequential, unnecessary character that was ever brought into the the scope of things. Well, Joe, I thought you were an R2 D2 fan. That doesn't relate to Jar Jar Binks. Well, I know, but your your body type very much resembles that of R2 D2, so I didn't know if, if that's like you. Know. I haven't cursed once this show. <laughs> All these bleeps are Joe. <laughs> oh, you little asshole. All right. Well, I'm happy with my clown of the week, and I'm glad that it got under Joe's skin. Time for some shower pisters. We're going to wrap it up with this. <sighs> we are now on to offensive guards. Now, I'll start with mine. My starting offensive guard shower pisser, a Mr. Russ Grimm. If you think that name sounds familiar, then you understand him and you know him from the Hogs, the early 1980s uh, offensive line for the Washington Redskins. I mean, any member of the Hogs could be qualified as a shower pisser. It would be daring to say that any of them weren't. Um, so if you understand what the hogs were about, then you can validate this selection for yourself. And my backup for offensive guard is Mr. Bruce Matthews. Now, look, if you are a 19 year vet at the offensive line and you've made over 10 pro bowls, I'm assuming by your 15th year, you're saying I got five kids and they're all going to be in the NFL. So I'm just going to piss right in this shower. You're just the <laughs> dude. So I, I'm fine with that. I like 
Russ Grimm and Bruce Matthews is my shower pissers. Yeah, Russ Grimm definitely pissed in the shower. If you just look up a picture I of like him, the, I like the picture that you pulled. Uh, yes, <laughs> he just looks like a messy guy. He looks like he doesn't give a crap. He just does whatever he wants. That's what the Hogs were about, man. Yeah, that and uh, being a member of the being a member of the Hogs and not giving an F. Yeah, not not caring, doing your own thing. My pick was Robert Gallery, uh, bust, one of the biggest busts of all time. Uh, was previously a tackle, but moved to guard for the end of his career. Did okay there, but not warranted being the second overall pick. Uh, go look at at Robert Gallery. He just and also watching documentaries of that draft year and that draft class. You just really get this interesting vibe from Gallery that he's just a an oddball, a really interesting personality that 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 really feeds off of the shower pissing. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Energy. Uh, the yep. other, the other one too. Get off your phone, Sean. Stop taking pictures of yourself and Snapchatting girls. Um, the other one is Richie Incognito, which is somebody that I've pitched previously. I mean, the guy has gotten this fights. One's going people. to your stepsister's boyfriend's sister. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm telling her get a grip. <laughs> it was a mouthful to get through. <laughs> what a callback. <laughs> Continue, Joe. Finish it up for us. <laughs> I've, I've I've mentioned Richie Cognito, Richie Incognito multiple times. The man has gotten in so many fights. He is so combative. It makes so much sense. Controversial, all of it. Yeah, yeah and it's it's dumb not to pick him. It's a smart pick. It's the right pick. And if we're doing an all-time version of Shower Pissers, he's on it. He's on it. And, folks, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, what are you going to do after you finish up this NFL all-time Shower Pissers? Well, hey, guess what? There are other sports... And there are plenty of people that we've left off, out, left out on this. So maybe we'll double back. Maybe we'll just go deeper into the well. Doesn't matter. There is a surplus of shower pissers in professional athletics, and we will get to all of them. On that note, this was Get to the Point. I'm Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon. You can follow myself on Twitter at Sean Anderson, or Sanderson Radio. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Uh, and listeners on the Smoke Show, don't forget the promise that we had. And promise. follow the show on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. What are you talking As about? As always, you can find us on Twitch at Get to the Point Pod, where Joe will be streaming uh, Call of Duty or whatever the hell he's playing. And hopefully, I'll be back on there soon, so we'll be giving you some good content. Um, it's basically the show, except we're playing video games, so you can distract yourself by watching something with that yeah if sean was ever you available can, we'd keep doing it you can find our youtube channel at it's get to the point right joe yeah uh wait the the youtube it, yeah just, YouTube go, channel, just search yeah. get to the point get to the point is our youtube channel we're everywhere you can't escape us we are a vacuum we will just suck you up into the realm of get to the point if you're a listener, you like the show, share it with your friends. It really helps us uh, by getting more members involved with our community. And if you don't like us, let us know. And if you want us to talk about a topic or something stupid, we will always do that. We are here for listeners. If you have any suggestions, anything, let us know. Reach out to us. We are very personable. No matter how we may present ourselves on this show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back with you 